Thank you so much for uh, sitting down and chat. I, I feel like when I reach out to people to talk about their shows, I like I go through like the credits. I'm like, oh, what part of the show was this person part of? And you've been part of almost all of it. 31 episodes mm. of Rick and Morty. Yes. Does that sound right? Yeah. And I, I looked it up uh, today just to try to remember what uh, how long it's been. I guess it was, I think the, the first one I worked on aired in like the beginning of 2014. Mm-hmm if that's right or the tail end of 2013 so yeah it's been uh it's been a long time and there's it's no secret that the show has really had long expanses between seasons it, it yeah it has really felt like it's been it's been a while and how, how did you find out about the project who reached out to you what did you know of it when when you first found out about it yeah i'll, I'll be honest i i just i really didn't know anything the um uh, I have to uh, give full credit to our um, re-recording mixer, Conrad Pignon, who had a prior relationship with Mike Mandel, who's the producer on the show. Um, I believe they met met up casually somewhere because maybe Comic-Con or something like that. And, and they were doing a panel or, or there was some whispers about the show. And Conrad's really good at sort of keeping his uh, ear to the ground of some new shows coming. And, um, you know, with that relationship, he was... Uh, just kind of pitched pitched our studio to him and um so we came down and had a meeting talked about the challenges of the show and that kind of stuff and um it uh seemed like it was good we hashed out kind of a schedule and talked budget all that kind of stuff and um then next thing you know we were working on the first episode or the um so i have to say the we didn't do the pilot yeah um and i'm not sure actually who or where uh it was done but that's an interesting part of this whole story because we uh there's a couple of hero sounds that we've used ever since then that were established in that pilot that all we had to work with um in order to recall those and 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 keep them going were, were just some some stems from the mix so oh, wow. you know sound effects stereo stem uh so it, you know to the two of those things are it's like um rick's the sound of rick's ship uh flying by uh, which happens a lot. Uh, the sound of well, kind of the sound of the interior. We tweaked a little bit, but it's you know he's he's a uh, he's a drunk, so he's got um, lots of you always hear bottles and cans sort of rattling, and that that was a, a great job that was initially done by the, whoever worked on the pilot. Uh, shout out to you. Uh, <laughs> reach out to me. <laughs> no, but um, the uh, and and the sound of the teleporter gun. Uh, shooting and them going through the teleportation tunnel and this kind of thing that was all stuff and 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 really we only so we only have like you know one two versions of this kind of stuff with and there's episodes uh, I feel like one in season two where they may have used the portal gun like 50 times or something so it's a real challenge to uh, to keep that varied enough so it just doesn't sound super repetitive and we do that through adding some layers to it and and uh doing some kind of creative pitch shifting and uh time stretching and and that kind of stuff and uh to to 
have some variety there. Anyway, it's just it's just an interesting part that was just like, well, we actually started on episode two, yeah. not episode one. Uh, but I really enjoy episode one. Yeah. So when you think of a, a show when it's in its infancy and the expectation is low, the excitement, it hasn't become what it would become. Incredible fans yeah. outpouring saying, oh, my gosh, we want more of this. And and then like, you know, then the creators have to be like, oh, my gosh, we've now created this world. Right. How, how does the creative team, how do the directors interact with the sound team? And what's your sense of kind of what what they were expecting from from you guys? Yeah, um, it wasn't, you know, I wouldn't say there was just some big romanticized first meeting or, or something where we all sat down and just really just, you know, had a cup of tea and 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 just you know wax poetic about every little thing you know I mean uh, you know Justin's very straightforward I I I worked mainly with Justin okay. Royland as the co-creator of the show and um and he's very kind of direct and uh you know we sat down and I believe we sort of goofed around a little bit and and chatted about uh, movies that we liked and um it was pretty obvious straight away that we had similar taste in in uh media and uh, especially sci-fi uh media and so we kind of always are you know when we're watching the show or you know uh, at least in the early episodes we were always sort of referencing different or talking about the reference points of of rick and morty and what it's pointing to with this particular thing and recalling that and um but really it was kind of it, it there wasn't some sort of sweeping uh, treatment or something that was just laid down to be like, here is the approach right, right. for this thing, and we're gonna, and it's going, it all has to be in this umbrella of something, you know. I mean, I, I think, and I may come back to this again, but I, but I feel like I feel pretty confident in, 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 uh, that in saying that I think the idea of Rick and Morty was to set up a familiar universe uh in which to just fuck up you know like to right. totally just take to wacky places you know which is just, that's how comedy works you know you 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 put someone tell them where they are make things familiar and then you insert something that is weird you know and so and and nothing is you know there's no there's crazy man and straight man type of thing right mm-hmm. so nothing is nothing is crazy if if everything is crazy you know so so there has to be normal and then you can go kind of crazy and funny from there uh you know the the animation style is is very like sort of fox mm-hmm. primetime looking you know it didn't mm-hmm. look like anything else on adult swim uh, i looked like the simpsons you know right, it looked yeah. like uh, and you know the house looked like the simpsons you know it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i believe you know i have to guess that it was a big reference point is to you know uh, make something that was in this style, but then take it to such a, a crazy place. Um, you know, we, the neighborhood they live in is very suburban, you know, it's just, there's all this stuff, but you know, Rick is, he's a, he's a scientific genius. And I think what they set up was this situation where he could, they could basically do whatever they want from this you know straight ahead reference point including kill off the main characters many times yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so they get so there's 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 literally no limitations within the universe of rick and morty so um they just have to be they have to just write some cool ideas and then they won't have to hit any walls thinking 
oh no, but you know, we can't really do that because of this. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you probably can do that. <laughs> you know, you can write your way out of anything in Rick and Morty. Um, and, and so like early on, because it's just like when I start looking at the, the number of guest voice actors that sure. that kind of come in, but then you look at, I assume you have your, you know, any animated TV show, you have a cast of voice actors. And in this case, so much of the heavy list, lifting is done by one person with Justin. Yep. Okay, he's doing Morty. He's doing Rick. He's doing Mr. Poopy Butthole. He's, <laughs> he's doing Mr. Meesix. He's doing like it's an insane amount of response. Like this one person, and yeah, not only is he a creator, but he's also carrying the weight of the voice actors. So that closeness, I think, of understanding of kind of like this is the world of the absurdity of Rick and Morty. What can you say of the closeness of the creative and how that works when it comes to the sound work that you're doing? That there's only so many people that really touch it. Yeah. So many people that touch the little crew that touches it, and but we all love it, you know. Yeah. We all really care about the show, and um, from the very beginning, and I work on, I work on a lot of projects. This this no, you know, that's not strange. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, certain ones are a little bit more down my alley. Certain ones are maybe made for kids or that kind of stuff, and I enjoy those too in their own way. Um, but you know. Rick and Morty is, is is one of them that I feel like, hey, you know, I would turn this on and watch this whether or not I worked on it. Um, and that's really special when you get to when you get to touch something like that. And and I also really, you know, the humor hits me just right. The I love sci-fi. I love action, you know, stuff. So that hits me just right. Um, and I think it hits a lot of people. Um, it's I, I don't understand and I'm not sure anyone understands why it has such a wide appeal. Uh, I, I don't really I don't really understand why it's become so <laughs> incredibly popular. I mean, you could really I saw someone it was like a friend of mine posted something on Facebook mm-hmm. when, when the, like the third season of Game of Thrones was about to come out. And he was just like um, this. I love Game of Thrones because it's like it's this thing that only a few of us should really be talking about but for some reason the whole world is the talking whole, about yeah, sure, it's yeah. like if suddenly the whole world was into dungeons and dragons you know it's just it shouldn't be it shouldn't have such a wide appeal but it does um and and it's very special and we definitely you know we we think about that you know we think about you know we realize that that you know a lot of people are watching and um we want to maintain the the quality and we want to maintain uh, I, I just just the level of production and all, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, you know. We and and, and if not top ourselves, you know, because there's a lot of expectation. Um, I know that the I'm I'm sure that the creators, you know, have this same sort of pressure. And uh, but somehow I I do believe they've kept up the quality. I think it's really funny. And it continues to be really funny, and um and really interesting and thought provoking and um. But it, yeah, I guess um, as far as the he's uh, you know Justin doing both of the lead character voices, he 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 uh, he can take a lot of liberties. You know, he it's no secret that he does a lot of uh, improvisation in the studio, and um, uh, and I think that can really take it in interesting places. He has a really interesting uh, point of view and uh, and humor, mm-hmm. um, and it's always yeah. Uh, it's always actually funny to me that, again, the the the, the wide appeal of this show when one of the main characters is essentially this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would think that that would turn people off. I would think that that you know be only so long that you can watch someone be an asshole all the time, 
uh, I mean, he shows his he shows his softer sides, but you know, it's just it's just always funny to me. I, I mean, his that. his one liners, his reactions, his perspective on the world, his relationship to Morty, yeah. like everything about it is just it's so unexpected. I mean, it's the type of thing where like I showed it to my wife, and she just loved it. I showed it to my dad, and he loved it. And you're right, it's like what there's something about it that yeah. people just incredibly are uh, they gravitate towards and i love to find out what is a production cycle like for you guys how do you guys approach the episodes how do you approach the season and you know what's kind of the the signal flow how does it get from from the voice actors yeah to finished product? well it's a pretty typical animation pipeline yeah. uh in which the characters are recorded first um after the it's written and uh, everyone's working on the, they do the character designs. And I mean, I don't, I wouldn't even say that I'm a hundred percent sure what happens on the visual end all the time, but, uh, yeah. and then, yeah, they, they start recording the dialogue and, uh, and then that'll be cut into uh, what's called a radio play. Then they make the, um, uh, they'll do kind of very crude drawings and, uh, you know, um, storyboards, key, key, or, yeah, uh, story porn, animatics, storyboards, yeah. animatics over that radio play. And then it's essentially honed and honed from there to where you see it now. And there's also, it was certainly with Rick and Morty, there's a lot of stops along the way for, for scenes getting rewritten and, and, uh, and exchanged. Um, uh, there's a lot of thought maybe maybe more so than than most shows i work on i'd say do they kind of it's like suddenly you'll hear that oh actually this scene is this scene is completely changing or this element's completely changing um always better you know I, I feel like it always ends up being like that was that was great you know um when it gets to us we it's pretty close you know i mean mm -hmm. it's uh it's uh we you know, we always hope for a locked picture, but you know, that's, that's, that's hard for everybody because mm -hmm. there's still, um, with animation, everything is sort of, it's like a, like a funnel and, and like there's the air date is at the end of the funnel and everything is just sort of washing down this funnel at the same time. Composers are working independently or the, the composer in this case is working independently. We are working independently. The visuals are continuing to update their, their, uh, their picture and, and shots and things like that. And everything just kind of comes mm -hmm. to a head, um, uh, a lot at, at the at the at the mix date, you know, that's a big deal. But then even things happen after the mix. Uh, another shot will come in, and we'll have to jump back in and and fix something or whatever. Um, but typically, our turnaround between uh, getting the quote unquote locked picture and um, and uh, and and our mix date is is, is I guess a about eight days ish okay, type of thing wow. you know i mean eight to ten days or how much time do you have with it before you hand it off to you uh to conrad your re-recording mixer yeah um well i typically like to try to 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 um in this case we don't we don't do our reviews in person a lot of things have been streamlined mm -hmm. uh since our first season we have a shorthand now between the producers and uh and us um sometimes we don't do spotting sessions okay. uh i mean it's just you know yeah. it's kind of like hey you know we exchange some notes or something over email if there's some creative ideas that or or if i come across something while i'm watching it and uh, this it's not exactly clear to me or 
you have know, done a lot of animation by now, so I can sort of read uh, a picture and, and be like, this doesn't feel like it's how it's going to end up. What's happening in this scene or, or what's the importance of this element or, or or that kind of stuff and just try and get clarity um, throughout the time. And then, and then you know, but we, but we don't, I guess we don't always feel the need to, to sit down and watch through the entire episode together and, and go beat by beat. Because it's a lot of, it would be a lot of this. It'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to need a laser there. Right, yeah. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah, that creature, he's going to need to growl. And, uh, oh, when Morty drops that crystal, we're going to need it to crack. And, uh, you know, so it, so a lot of things are kind of go unsaid. It should be pretty obvious by now what we need to do. But then there's plot elements and stuff that maybe take a little bit more conversation anyway so so we'll we'll, we'll get that and and uh, yeah roughly I, I try to leave uh, so we'll send a we'll send out a a, um, a quick time of our rough sound effects pass back to uh, the producers and Justin and um, uh, to give some feedback mm-hmm. and I like for there to be at least a, a day in between when I send that and when the mix is supposed to start mm-hmm because to allow for note fixes and usually we get some notes and tr- fix some things up and drop it off uh, with the mixer. And so you guys are doing a stereo 5.1, anything beyond that? Uh, nope. It's just right now it's 5.1, typical 5.1 deliverable for um, Cartoon Network. Um, yeah, we're not. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the expectation. <laughs> <laughs> How hands-on do you get when it comes to the mix? Are you sitting with, with him and, and going through it? Like, how involved are you? Sure. Um, there's a lot that happens when I hand it off. I think you know we exchange notes uh, because I've I will have seen it this whole time before the mixers touched it. So again, you know Conrad is is great and intuitive, and there's a lot by now that's very intuitive about yeah. the show because we're on season four, um, and uh, so we don't have to talk about everything, but. Uh, if there's something important or something that I, I got a note on, yeah. you know, that's just like, hey, we really need to try to enhance this moment with some effects or something. Um, then we talk about those specifics, but then he kind of goes off and does his thing and um, and then they'll have their final review and come in and just kind of watch through it and talk about it. And But by then, hopefully it should be in really good shape. Um, right. Yeah. So when it comes to the world of Rick and Morty, what is the sound effects library? What is the material that has been accumulated over the years like the specific things that are the sounds that people know what, what are some of the things that have been that have been developed that you guys have gone is this stuff that are original recordings are they library thing? what's like the combination of how you built your library sure the cool and challenging thing about rick and morty is that they have no limitations story wise and i'd say they it seems like they focus more on the arc of each episode than on the kind of overall arc of the story. If there was, yeah, if there was like, <laughs> if there was a map, of, like a, a timeline. Oh boy, I'm sure people have tried, but like, yeah. it doesn't exist. Like it's vertical, it's horizontal. It's yeah. like time and space doesn't exist. I think that was always the intent. I, right, I remember yeah. reading that somewhere that it just seemed like they just wanted a playground. Basically, right. they wanted a place where they could just make crazy shit happen, and yeah. and it would work because. There's no boundaries. Right. Um, and then like, you know, boom, at the end of the episode, they kill everybody off. And beginning of the next episode, they're all alive again. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. they do reason their way back. Uh, <laughs> um, but because of that, each episode is, is kind of its own little mini movie. Okay. Um, and and it has its own focuses. You know, this season, whole episode was about dragons and magic and D&D yeah. style stuff. And then, uh, you know, you've got an entire episode 
uh, about s- uh, snakes. <laughs> you know, so, snakes, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's 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 crazy. Um, it's crazy and challenging. Um, but because of that, we don't. You know, we have to take a particular approach, and I believe this is kind of like an animation thing in general. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 I'm, I'm taking it back. Television animation, okay? Because right. we do have speedy, uh, speedy turnarounds, and um, and you know, and our budgets are 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 um, you know, smaller than a feature of course, type yeah. of thing, or or um, so we we have to be, you know, we have to make quick decisions, and you have to do a lot with a little, um. So we definitely rely on library mm-hmm. for for a lot of things that feel. I, I guess I guess at the beginning of every episode, you know, we'll do we'll do like a little spotting session with my team, and uh, and we'll we'll look through and we'll kind of decide on what elements are like worthy of the most design budget, mm-hmm. essentially, because there's no way that we could design from scratch every single science fiction action element the tropes yeah right that, that that's in every episode or we just never get it done on time i mean as much as i would like to it just can't happen so um i we definitely rely on on library for like, like let's say a monster jumps out and roars really big and and then they shoot him you know like why would i spend yeah i know creature effects are very very time uh suck Time sucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah, I meant yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, why would I spend all that time on that one guy who just jumps out and gets shot? So, so that's not an important moment to me. I mean, it's important to make it big, but it's not important to make it custom. Um, but then, like for example, and I may get confused on the actual sure, air sure. numbers of yeah. the episodes, but like for example, um, I think it was maybe the uh, well i we i just call them kind of by their their element but this there was this episode there, this season there was um these death crystals that sure, morty yeah. was watching i believe it uh, aired first um and uh and so that element kept coming back and was a big important plot thing you know it was sort of the equivalent of the back to the future you know marty's looking at his his picture that he has of his family and he keeps sort of disappearing and reappearing and and everything he does changes his you know what could be his future and that's his like truth teller so morty's you know crystal vision in this case is his truth teller right and um but there's a lot of this sort of like he he's navigating he's like uh oh what's that called where you have like two pieces of wood and you're walking around and oh to, yeah, yeah, yeah i cannot like, remember what that's called yeah uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll come back to it. But uh, but he's searching for the right path to, right. to uh, and 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 he has to feel that when he turns one way, it feels bad and it feels right. wrong, and he turns back and it, it feels harmonious. Yeah. And and so we, you know, that's that's like okay, that's important. Let's really try to nail down what's what's gonna work and really sell this stuff. So that was worth the design budget being put into it. Yeah. Um. You know. So we we look through the episode. We think about that kind of stuff. And. Um, Picking and choosing the right. priority, yeah. Yeah, and even if, you know, I think there's, you know, we make a lot of decisions. We make thousands of decisions per episode of what to use, what, you know, what not to use, what to design. And I think there's absolutely, uh, you know, I think I think maybe for a while I had like an ego thing about using too much library ef- effect. To, and, and I still do. You know, you don't want to hear that thing that everyone's heard a thousand times. Um, but you also... You also like you have to realize that the typical viewer doesn't know 
this stuff and, and they don't care about this. They just want it to be good and and work. And 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 I and as much as I'd love to customize everything, we have to hit these times. And and I, I believe I had like a, a total second guess about this when I was watching like well, I won't say what show it was, but mm-hmm. some some pretty big television show that should probably have more time than than we do. And I heard something on there that was kind of like, okay, I know I know what that is. And you know what? I don't feel bad about I don't feel bad about using some library here and there anymore. <laughs> Um, and also like, if you think about it from like a picture editor standpoint, you know, no one, no one thinks like a picture editor is any less because he didn't also go out and and shoot the film. You know, it's like, no, he's making choices. And, and, and especially with sound, you know, we, we're layering things and, and, uh, and, and lots of elements like, and, and, and treating things and, and mixing things. So, you know, I feel like the choice is half the art. Uh, is so is gathering and mm-hmm. synthesis and all those kind of things, which are all special. And I love doing that. Um, but we do have to, we do have to hit our deadlines. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the fun components of the show, and, and when that happens, it's just like you fall into this. Basically, it's the original songs. There's these moments. I'm just looking at some of like some of the favorites of human music: the mm-hmm. Rick Dance, Get Swifty, Terry Fold. <laughs> Number two, number one, fluhane rap. Just like I believe, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the process of those, I believe, those would 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 uh, you know they probably in the script phase they 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 kind of know something like that is coming, uh-huh. and, and they'll they'll give uh, Ryan Elder, who's the composer, uh, some heads up and and be like, hey, we're gonna be doing this, and something we need to sort of work on, you know, ahead of time compared to you know just like some underscore, underscore right, stuff yeah. which can be done sort of closer to the end of the process and um he'll go off and do some stuff and, and come back and they'll do some records for it or something like that i mean i can't speak 100 percent, but but that's typically the pipeline of custom songs like mm-hmm. that um yeah <laughs> is, is, is everything pretty locked when it gets to your hands do you do you have to make many creative decisions or is it at that point, they've already gone through all their alt takes. Like, what? what maybe the question, let me take a step back. Mm-hmm. What is the role of the dialogue editor in this respect? Because when they do their early records, is that when your dialogue editor comes in and, and is, is prepping that for animation at that point? Or you, you don't have a dialogue editor until later? Yeah, in this case, and, and every show has its own sort of little pipeline and, mm-hmm. and way this works. In this case... Uh, they do their records and maybe someone assembles it. But I also believe that uh, Lee, the picture editor, has a pretty big hand in um, in uh, choosing some takes and also rearranging them. And, um, you know, I believe he's probably on from the very beginning uh, right. stages of the animatic editorial. So I think he's and he has a pretty big creative hand in the show also. Um, uh, as far as dialogue editing, um, Conrad, actually, uh, Conrad, the re-recording mixer is is a very hands-on mixer. He, if he could, I believe he would like to, to edit the dialogue on <laughs> every one of his shows. Unfortunately, he's very busy. Um, but uh, most of the time, I think he handles the main editing. But that's more of the sort of the cleanup past, not necessarily the sort of creative choices past. Sure. That's all done before we get involved okay. in the in, in the pipeline of Rick and Morty. So you don't you really don't have to worry too much about I mean you have a, a wonderful, clean, pristine dialogue track. You have your ambiences, your beds, your sound effects. I mean, and, and at that point, how much how much time do you have to really? Get yeah, it that? sounds like we're not doing anything, doesn't it? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I know you guys are doing a lot, but I'm trying to understand. Like, well, well, we do. We there's do. so much. Yeah. There's so many creative decisions that are made before before you have a chance to touch it. You, True. 
So yeah, uh, storytelling wise, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, it's uh, and usually I'd say if there's something that is like plot pivotal, mm-hmm. then we'll hear about it in advance. Okay. You know, we'll hear about something like these death crystals. You know, mm-hmm. ahead of the time, we're not going to just start lock and then be thrown such a big design element that's like so important to telling the story but i'd say like you know but a lot of things can happen after the fact like that random creature that jumps in that laser shot you know all these things snake hisses you know you know we didn't really need to be touching of course it's always it's always really cool and ideal to think about that like okay you know they might send me the script and we'd sit down and pour over the script and look for uh design ideas um and that's, you know, maybe someday that's where sound will go. Um, but uh, I would say that's not very typical, uh, okay. at least in television, at least what I've seen in television animation. You know, typically we, you know, we get a little bit of a heads up, but truly it's it's uh, it, when that picture is locks. That's really when our when our job starts. And. Uh, yeah, and everything you you said is uh, you know we we build all those uh, environments and backgrounds, and we do all the foley, and we do all of the um, you know creative sound effects, editing, lasers, explosions, farts, what have you. Um, <laughs> okay, and- so let's stop there for a second. <laughs> oh, How does one? Do you guys have a library of Rick burps? We does, do. Does he do that fresh each time, or is it like <laughs> he's gonna burp here? We already have that. Where does a a Rick burp come from? Um. Yeah, it's a combo. Um, uh-huh. We've got a we've got a very in depth. Um, now that we're on season four, we have a very in depth character effort library, and and some of that includes uh, a lot of Rick burps that have been pulled throughout the seasons. Yeah. But uh, but no, he he uh, he does that on the fly. Oh, um, really? R- R- Justin, yeah. Um, from what I understand, um, he yes, yeah, that's that is a, a special power of <laughs> of Justin's, and he can just kind of. Uh, throw them off you know there may be some uh, carbonated um uh-huh. soft drink involved uh, to some extent i don't know but um well, but yeah I mean, like the, i was watching one of the clips of when when they wanted him to get drunk so that he could do a, a drunk yes, yes. rick <laughs> which is just like let's let's like really get into the the headspace of our character here you're gonna have a bunch of drinks and you're gonna be drunk and you're gonna record your lines it was, it's a really funny <laughs> you'd think it would crash and burn right but and maybe to some extent it did. Uh, but also, hey, that's they got they got what they needed. Yeah. They, <laughs> Do you have any favorite characters of unexpected? I mean, even like uh, Elon Tusk recently was a fun kind of <laughs> that was really one, awesome. But like, what other yeah. what other favorites do you have? Oh my gosh! I mean, I love everyone. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. No, but I I do. Uh, I, I mean, I just remember that particular episode that was just full of these just like single use characters where. Uh, it was a it was a mind fuck of an episode where basically they they kept uh, changing and adding characters and then and then they and their brains were like messed up to the extent where they thought that they already knew them and and they kept adding and adding and adding in the very end there was just like this house full of all these just bizarre characters that hell had great ridiculous names uh and then and poopy butthole was was one of those and introduced on that episode and he and then they just go through the home and and, and shoot them all when they finally realize what's happening. it's it getting just, out of control yeah um i mean i poopy's pretty great 
Okay. He was pretty great. I, 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 you know, I love Jerry now okay. that I think about Jerry's it. Good. Jerry yeah. is just like, he is just the heel of the entire series. Just and, Chris Parnell, right? Yeah. And yeah. he just plays him so great. And, and he's just so pathetic. And everything they do makes him even more pathetic. You just feel so sorry for the guy. Especially, oh gosh, what's the episode? Oh, well, the episode this season where he, he gets uh, uh, zapped with some special power of Rick's and then he's uh-huh. anti-gravity, right. you know, and then he t- loses his shoes and then he's like up in the stratosphere or where, where whatever that level is in the clouds. And it's just like, he just like cannot pull it together. He cannot do anything right. Um, well, he, what's the story with the Mesics? Because I, I think I'm looking back here. It looked like season one, episode five was maybe when they first arrive like i believe that was four no i'm just i i really I, i'm the wrong guy because like i said we, i'm we, trusting we, the internet here but <laughs> even so i'm just thinking like the music's interesting you have a singular you get crowds of these guys mm. how do they evolve was it all is it all the same is it all justin it's all yeah as far as all i know them. yeah and uh due to layering uh-huh. and um we do have a i have used um it's a GRM tool called uh-huh. Freeze okay. to to multiply things before. I believe there was also an episode. I can't remember anything else about the episode, but there was an episode where there was just like a pyramid covered in Morty's being tortured. <laughs> yeah. And I believe we had, you know, he gave us a good amount of takes, but still, how do you make a yeah. arena crowd size, you know, music, with, yeah. with, with, you know, uh, 10 takes of... Of, that sound very similar so uh, and this plugin is really great I've, I've, I've used it forever and it you can feed things into it and it's basically a, a granular mm-hmm. um, synthesizer and it and it uh, it has many streams uh, grains going at the same time and and it can randomize the pitch and and randomize the the channel placement and all kinds of stuff and and you can and you you know you, you geek out on it for a little bit but what it gives you saves you so much time of just layering and editing and pitching and panning and so I really love that particular plugin and um yeah Meeseek uh, might have had a, a taste of that at, at at the biggest moments um but really Meeseek is all about Justin's performance and and uh that just goofball sound that happens every time they hit the box to bring him out it's like a poof very cartoony uh feel kind of Hanna-Barbera y sound <laughs> that's awesome what's specific and unique to animated shows like this that really I mean, the workflow is different it's very um video game i mean there's some similarities that kind of feel like how video games where there's a lot of dialogue it's it's a blank slate mm-hmm. you're building a world from a blank canvas right what's both terror not terrifying but what's challenging just about the reality that you're starting from from zero and creatively like it sounds like you have a lot of freedom you have a lot of like wonderful you don't have to worry about room tone necessarily mm. but you you do have to create a space for those actors to live in yeah i think you said it right when you said terrifying it's just absolutely <laughs> terrifying i mean um no yeah it's absolutely very creative uh but you know following the lead of what they've sort of set in place with the world of rick and morty we uh we are establishing there's okay there's not a lot of space in in, in television content yeah. especially comedies you know they're shortest of all um runtime wise and so when when are in a film you know you've got these like expanses of time and and there's quiet and you can really establish things you know for us we've got like a three second establishing shot to really tell you everything about like a planet that rick and morty just landed on and you know so 
Is this planet uh, large and sort of deserty? Is it windy, canyony? Is it cold? Is it is it is it hot? Is it um, is it dangerous? Do you hear like close by creatures or something on this shot? So like they're all of that happens like so fast, and I think it's making those choices, which is really makes uh makes 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 it unique you know uh is just the speed in which we have to get ideas across and and help sell the the jokes or a plot point and stuff um uh yeah i, I mean it's it's um uh, there's a lot of fun design moments and uh but but really i think that's what makes it unique you know uh, is just is just the it's just the compressed uh, speed of, of of that storytelling um other than that the processes are fairly similar um budgets are different and yeah. turnarounds can be different but you know the feature feature folks you know they got their own challenges too you know um do you guys have a, a foley team we uh so our we have uh sort of expedited our our foley okay. and we we perform it from samplers okay. uh mostly okay and uh and it's a lot of recordings that maybe i've i've done in the past uh for previous shows or or um or some library uh we do our steps that way we okay. do our cloth and our pats and our uh and that's about it everything else is cut is cut by hand cuz when you start getting into props and stuff it gets pretty specific right um and i find that that actually is is really fast and i i don't think it's better than hiring mm-hmm. you know uh, uh an actual real deal fully team yeah, yeah. and a great fully mixer and mm-hmm. and everything that is involved with that but i do believe in the world of animation we have a little bit more flexibility uh with our coverage and with our uh because of the style of just because of animation has a sort of looser um sync you know like uh, you know like if you look at lip sync and animation it's pretty um it can be fairly loose as well and yeah. still sort of work i mean it's it's uh, i don't know what, why it works that way but maybe it's just because we're not really looking at a real human we're so used to looking at the lips of a real human right and 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 knowing knowing that, that that's working or or uh that maybe it maybe that's why it doesn't feel as crazy if um but yeah we perform it and we you know uh edit the shit out of it and um <laughs> and it works um we found a nice pipeline in that and and we and we still like you know we come across things all the time that we still i mean i've been doing this for a long time so mm-hmm. i have a really extensive library of stuff that i've recorded of other foleyed items then and it's and it's 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 rare that i come across something that i'm still like you know what i haven't i don't have that thing mm-hmm. i don't have that mm-hmm. object i don't have that whatever but it still happens and we go okay cool well, well then we got to go record that or um or an important like acting of that object you know someone yeah someone picks up a gun and and uh and they pick up a gun it's like that that sounds fine we've heard that a million times but what if someone picks up a stapler shakes it around hits someone with it and then throws it against the wall a wood wall and then it hits onto the carpet like i can't tell you that i've i'd ha- you know that's we got to go record something for that to really get that to sound right um do you guys do all your your groups uh when like, or how are groups done yeah groups are um we do we do a lot of the crowdish bigger bigger stuff from library okay um but the i'd say the the actors do a little bit of looping um i'm trying to think if there's really been 
Yeah, that it's it's picked up with the dialogue, or sometimes we send out an extra request for some more stuff to be picked up. But that really, um, in this case, that falls more on the um, the 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 production side of things. Uh, and typically, by the time it gets to us, we've got you know we've got what we need, or if we need some more stuff. And we also have a lot of a lot of really good library stuff that we've used and collected over the years. It was, I think I may have mentioned this too, talking on the phone. It was something I I was abroad doing a project, and it was in a, in a facility that was doing looping, and they were looping one of the episodes for Rick and Morty in oh a different language. <laughs> and uh, it's it's the type of thing that you don't you forget that the work that you you're doing is is not just it is an American show. It's going to be enjoyed around the world and. I think it was it was a lot of fun to to hear you know basically them working off of an, an, an you know an an M&E <laughs> and then redoing their own dialogue paths in a different language and it's so interesting that I think the work that you're doing here you forget that how big the audience really is of, of how your work is you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean we keep that in mind when we're when we're building and when we are cutting crowds because we are definitely avoiding um things with English language mm-hmm. so we can make a really clean music and effects stem that they will be using to uh to to do those 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 uh, international looping uh sessions um i don't know i guess maybe i'm a little uh just centered on like just trying to make the best domestic thing i can first and then you know we we think of it all at the same time but i have no idea how like cuz humor is such a colloquial thing like i i don't know how that would all be would translate and there's there's great teams of people that know how to how that all gets mm-hmm. done um but i find my our our responsibility in that process is just to give them a really good base mix to work with and and you know as much of the background characters who are talking as as possible just to, to try and make those language in specific so that uh so that they can be used um uh, in those in those sessions as well, but yeah, it's, it is truly amazing just in the nature of international media and just how many people really are watching this stuff. So cool, um, Hunter. I just have to give you an opportunity. To, you have an incredible team. Yes, it's a small thank you. Team, I was like, wondering when I get the chance to do <laughs> some shout outs. Yeah, give me some shout outs to some of the other folks on your team. Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, Conrad Pinon as a wonderful mixer and we've been partners for a long time um done a lot of shows together and um and we work together very short handy and uh, and you know i just love the stuff that comes out <laughs> of, of his of his stage um my team right now your joy yes joy uh yeah joy was uh, joy was working for me for the first two or three seasons mm-hmm. she's not with us right now yeah um but uh the, on this, I was just talk about this previous season oh, sure, with, yeah. uh, with uh, you know, shout out to James Singleton and Brett Johns, Michael Britt, uh, Jeff Halbert, uh, James Lucero, and Kyle O'Connor, who all touched the show in some respect. Um, we are when I started. No, no, no. I think throughout the whole entire uh, run of of this first half of the season we were amidst of many other shows we were passing around a lot of work and everything eventually does sort of funnel through me to 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 you know and I get to pick my little design moments that I want to work on and and uh, which is which is nice but I definitely could not do any of this without the these talented folks and these editors um contributing their their hearts and uh to this to this show um and they're all extremely talented and I I love them but um, 
yeah, uh, it's and, and we were very very busy, and so and so that's why so many people got to touch it. I think ideally, it's just it's just like one or two, you know, people that I'd just be like, cool, you're just gonna be so singularly through this thing. But really, we had to pass around elements like one episode in in particular, the the episode with all the snakes this season. Uh, I I we handed it around uh, elements of the show around to. Uh, I believe maybe like five or six members of, of our crew just to just to get it done on time. And, you know, one person did like all the snakes, one person did all like the weapons and, and vehicles and, and, and one person did all the, you know, the backgrounds and, and, and footsteps and, and one person did all the foley. It was just really just parsed around to to really to still to do. Um, that was definitely the most uh, epic episode layered uh sound sound effects wise in the season and and um i really love how it all kind of eventually mixed together you know you think you'd have so many people that would be like oh god what's consistent about this but really um it's just it, it was it worked so well and um uh, that episode in particular is just really funny because there's like a three minute long segment with no dialogue except for just snakes on the snake planet talking to each other and and a lot of plot is coming across. So that was a really interesting, fun design uh, opportunity to really be like focusing on in, in, in one particular scene. They're working in the studio to try and figure out what this earth snakes language is. And the special doctor comes in and he records her and does some processing. And so, so it's very just like, you know, I was like, Ooh, the audio world, <laughs> you know? Um, and so very important, you know, like plot moment there of like why this is working and no dialogue, you know, nothing to work with there and very little music too. Um, so that I, you know, Moments like that, when when we can sort of help sell a joke or a plot point or, or or something, is just really where I get excited about about our my job. Is just because then I feel like we've done something that's you know not just supportive. We've done something that is you know truly like uh, taking this further. You know what I mean? Than it than it could have been. That's um, so awesome. I'm so excited for uh, the final episode, which is I guess airing tomorrow it's it's been an incredible season it's been an incredible series and just uh, you know every time i watch it you, you, uh, i'm always so just uh, enamored by the role of sound uh, that uh, the comedic timing and just what you guys are doing a, a lot of thought that gets put into totally yeah totally i think i i said before to someone else he's like you know you can't really be a uh, in in this particular industry if you are a person that needs to be kind of coddled or, or patted on the back mm-hmm. a lot because it because it's not really something that no one's gonna no one's gonna uh, see you and, and 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 recognize you you're not gonna be a celebrity you know right. it's like you're I mean and uh and even when when things are working well you know people often say like you know the nobody notices you know and I actually don't nece- I feel like compounded on top of that I don't think people notice when things are not not working also but I, th- I think uh, they don't go, that sound sucks. They just go, this show sucks. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't right. think, you know, they, so it's really important to, to have that element uh, just buttoned up and, and enhancing where it needs to enhance. Um, but yeah, it's very special and it's very fun to be so specific and, um, and this very sort of limitless world uh, of sound. <laughs> mm. Hunter, thank you so much for just giving us a little peek into your world. I realize you've had an opportunity to be a part of something that I feel like there's only a handful of folks that have had a chance to be so involved and it's cool to have this little chat. So thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Grab my Terry fold flaps. Grab my flappy folds. Grab my Terry folds. 
Touch my foldy flaps. Grab my Terry folds. Grab my foldy holds. Grab my Terry flaps.